certain peculiar peculiarities peculiarities about the weather have um, uh, fascinated me in some ways for quite some time. Uh, to fry an egg on the asphalt in the middle of summer is quite amazing. It gives you something a little bit to look forward to. So the time will change. So frying an egg on the asphalt. When it comes to the cold though, there's something that kind of terrified me as a child. Um, the weatherman would say, you know, you can only go outside with uh, skin that is uncovered uh, for X number of minutes before frostbite will begin to set in. Minutes, and you will start to lose fingers and toes and all kinds of things that are just terrifying. And it comes down to time. You have so much time and you will begin to lose if, if things aren't done in appropriate amount of time. That is uh, the reality that I went back to when I saw a video that was posted recently of an incident that took place on the 11th of January of this year in Baltimore. And in Baltimore, there is, uh, well, a number of hospitals, and one hospital in particularly, a man was walking down the street and he caught on video a, uh, a group of security officers taking a woman uh, from the hospital to the bus stop. In and of itself, not that big of a deal, other than the fact that this woman was only wearing basically a hospital gown it was a night and it was only about 30 degrees. She, I would imagine, only had a certain amount of time before she would herself begin to lose fingers and toes and all of that. This woman uh, wasn't quite capable of caring for herself either. Um, an African-American woman, not that that particularly matters, but to paint the picture for you, uh, she uh, was about middle-aged, maybe a little older, and pretty obviously not mentally sound. Um, mentally uh, had some troubles going on in her life, uh, was confused, uh, probably wouldn't know what to do when the bus arrived anyways. Now, the hospital could have easily had a plan. Maybe she would have been safe. Maybe. But it seems to me that an institution that vows through the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm was causing some harm here. Now they could say that it wasn't the doctors or the nurses, it was the security guards who were doing this. Well, I doubt the security guards were acting on their own. But still, this man walking down the street who himself actually happened to be someone who cares for those who are, are mentally in trouble, um, he witnessed this, and he asked the woman, are you okay? And he called 911 from there, and somewhat ironically, they weren't certain if the ambulance that came to get her took her right back around the corner to the hospital from which she had come. All of this is to say, this man, his time had come. His moment to act was now. This woman who had been left abandoned by an institution that was meant to help her was leaving her for a bus 
You know how the buses have that triangle or a diamond safe place on it? Apparently the bus was a safer place for her than the hospital. But he, walking along, knew that it was his time and he acted on it. He acted. There is a, an, uh, a psychological effect that can take place amongst people. It's called the bystander effect especially when there's a group of people gathered around, they can kind of mitigate responsibility. It's called the bystander effect because essentially you're counting on the other bystanders to do something. You uh, may think to yourself, well, I'm not good enough. I don't have the skills. Surely someone else here has the skills to better see to this person's needs than I do. I don't have to worry about it. Or Instead of thinking yourself not good enough, you could think of yourself as being too good. I don't have time for this. I shouldn't be the one responsible for having to deal with this. I've got better things to do with my life. So they go on their way. This man, however, saw past all of that and knew that it was his time to act. In a similar way, I was driving down Shelbyville Road about a week ago. This has kind of stuck with me for a while. And there was an accident. A lady had run off the road and hit a telephone pole. And as I was driving by, I saw her uh, coming uh, back up from having been hunched over the airbag. And so I, I knew that she was at least conscious, but I didn't know much other than that. And I saw a vehicle turn into the driveway that was the next uh, stop down. And I told myself, well, surely that person is going to help her. I didn't stop. It has bothered me ever since. We have moments in our lives when we are called to act. And in a specific way, as Christians, we are called to act as Christ. For others. And we can, if we are courageous, if we are willing, if uh, we are able, we say yes to that call when it comes. Not if it comes, but when it comes. Jonah, in a similar way, had been called to act as Christ, even before Christ had manifest himself. He was called once, and perhaps he thought himself not good enough Surely I can't be the one that God is calling to save the people of Nineveh. I can't do that. I'm not good enough. Or, I think probably more likely, me? You want me to go and save those people? Those Ninevites? Those people over there? No, I ain't doing that. I'm going to run away. Well, God is rather persistent. God sent a whale, or really, Scripture tells us, a large fish, uh, swallowed Jonah up. Three days later, plopped him out on the, uh, on the seashore. And uh, God asked Jonah again, Jonah, go to Nineveh. Now is your time. It's time to step up. Jonah did. He went to Nineveh. And a foreigner may not even have been speaking their language, was telling Nineveh, now is your time. Forty days more and Nineveh will be destroyed. And just a day into his journey, the people of Nineveh accepted his call, heard that their time was now, and repented 
They said yes to God's call in their lives. They saw, they heard, they knew that it was their time to act. Paul, in his writings, is telling us that the world, its time is coming to an end. We don't know when, we don't know how, we don't know where, but we know that the world's time is limited and that everything on the outside of the world is infinite, unlimited. The world's time is coming to an end. In other places in Scripture, Paul talks about being in the world, but not of the world. So while we recognize that this world's time is coming to an end, we are still called to act in it. We are still called to be Christ in it. And then again, of course, there is our gospel for today. Time, it seems, just kind of runs throughout today's scripture. Christ is walking along the shore of Galilee. Simon, it's your time. John, your time. Andrew, your time. James, your time. Almost forgot James. James would be upset. They heard the call of Christ. Now, we don't know whether or not this was exactly the first time they met Christ. In some ways, I would imagine that they kind of grew up with him. But he said, follow me and follow me now. He didn't order them in such a way. He invited them, but he said, essentially, it's time. We're going. And they followed. They heard, they saw, they felt, they encountered their time to go. And they said yes. They said yes when others could have said no, when they could have said no. I want each of you uh, for a moment to think of perhaps your great-grandmother and uh, the saying that your great-grandmother always would say. It seems like all of us probably have something along that line. Uh, a saying that is said so often that it's almost like nails on a chalkboard. You, you know it, it has truth, but you know it still. Uh, but it, it rings in your head a little bit. For me, uh, not, my gra- my, not my grandmother, a deacon actually, in almost every one of his preachings, he would say, God proposes, not imposes. God proposes, not imposes. Now, you all haven't heard it, I suspect, so I'm going to use it once with you. I'm not going to use it every time. I'm not going to use it every time. But God proposes. God doesn't insist. God gives us the opportunity to say yes to his call in our lives. He is persistent. God is persistent. Calls us time and time again. And sisters and brothers, our gospel, our readings for today point towards the reality that this is our time. I don't know for what exactly you're going to have to do some of the work too. I can't explain all of it to you. But you, each of us, is being called by Christ to live the life of discipleship, to hear his call to follow him, Maybe simple, maybe big. I don't necessarily know if any of us are called to go to Nineveh, but near or far, we will go where we are called. And the time is now. The time is now.
We can say yes to the God who proposes a new way of life. We can say yes to a God who proposes a new freedom, proposes a new reality. That God invites us time and time again. We can if we pray for the courage to say yes when we come upon our moment, when we know this, this is me. Nobody else is going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. I pray, we pray, we all have the courage to say yes when we are needed by God to fill whatever role it is that God desires for us to fill.